So about that fight we had last week. Oh, that was Spike's fault. He tricked us. Huh. I did wonder why he said you were making fun of me for being gay. Yeah, he just wanted to split us up. It's almost like he's evil and there's literally no reason that we should be letting him walk around. Almost. Anyway, I've almost got this Matrix screensaver decrypted. Oh, great. I always knew you had mad hacking skills. What? It just self-decrypted. Doesn't that kind of like defeat the... What? Why even decrypt encrypt them? You're right. That's dumb. Oh, well. Let's team up with Mead and make a super-powered combo kitty. Combo kitty! <laughs> this week, the Buffy gays enjoin their individual powers to discuss the climactic penultimate episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 4, Primeval. We'll stiffly walk into the Big Bad's lair to break down the episode and share some behind-the-scenes trivia. We'll perform delicate neurosurgery on our tits with a piece of glass and rate the episode on a scale of 1 to 10 stakes. And we'll discuss the queer themes and gayest moments of the episode right after our emotional breakthrough rappelling down an elevator shaft. So choose your combo Buffy part, grab your magic gourd, and invoke the full power of the Slayer line for this week's episode of A Buffy Buffy Gaze. Show me your combo Buffy part and I'll show you my shaft. Interesting. Very interesting. (laughs) Hello all, I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we're a couple of small town gays who love Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Together, we'll examine each episode of this trailblazing series through the lens of our own queer experiences. We'll dive deep into the stacks to break down each episode, share some behind-the-scenes trivia at Scooby meetings, and explore queer themes as we stand against the forces of darkness. So whether you're a first-time watcher, or you've been a fan since the old ones walked the earth. We invite you to join weekly patrols of the Sunnydale streets with your Buffy Buffy Gaze. Hello, Zachary. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> Hello, Kylandra. Kylandra, you need to start making the my, the suffixes to my name like based off of our Baldur's Gate characters. <laughs> Wait, Zach Kyle has a character named Joshua. Kyle Ludmore. Kyle Ludmore. Yes, my main character is a half orc paladin called Drudmore. Yeah, I have so on my serious more. <laughs> on my serious playthrough, uh-huh. I have a sorcerer named Mordrill. Mordrill, yes. Uh, half elf, of course, and uh, and then I have a drow rogue named Caladrin. And then on our fun playthrough, I have <laughs> a bard named Joshua. Joshua. <laughs> <laughs> our friends, our friend's character's name is Pimby, and my uh, my non-binary green and red-haired. Uh, dwarf <laughs> barbarian <laughs> is named Bindle. And uh, he forgot to mention that uh, she, they have lips the color of cum. Yes. <laughs> I keep forgetting <laughs> that they have white lips. <laughs> but white doesn't really describe it. 
Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't do it. Justice. It's a specific sort of like a gluey white. Anyway, almost cummy. <laughs> almost cummy. That's right. One cummy, two cummy, three cummy, four. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uh, that's now that we got the. I important feel like stuff it's already quite clear that we are a bit more lively than we were last week. Mm. This is my third cup of coffee. <laughs> we recorded a day later than usual. I had and had a dollar shorter. Yeah, well sure, whatever. Uh, the previous week was kind had kind of sucked for me, and uh, I feel I feel a lot better this weekend. Mm. I feel happy. I feel happy. <laughs> so, uh, you know, sorry, sorry if you wanted more conversation about the Yoko factor, but you're gonna get plenty in this episode. Oh, I'll tell yep. you what. Yeah, conversation. Uh. <laughs> oh, and. Uh, you know, at some point, we're probably going to start our uh, Buffy cosplay run through of Baldur's Gate 3. And oh, yeah. All sorts of stuff to talk about. With yeah, that. we've we've been planning it. Maybe yes. that would be like a bonus episode. Oh, that would be interesting. We could, that we could just chronicle them and do bonus updates every once in a while. That should be our first foray into a uh, video or something. We should, we Ooh, should try possibly. to record it. Uh, no promises. Absolutely <laughs> no promises. I'm going to be a, a faith who resists the dark urge. And uh, I want to be uh, Willow as a wizard. Yes, um, have you decided her subclass yet? It'd be a really fun to come up with a story as to why Willow and Faith teamed up too, because right. they like hate each other. What? Well, if we we could, we also are thinking about filling our party with other Scoobies, mm. like making fake profiles on our PS5 so we can get four characters. Right, right. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> so we're here <laughs> to talk about, about Primeval, are we not? Yes, not Baldur's Gate 3. <laughs> so, Zachary, do you have any behind-the-scenes behind info for this episode? Yes, my behind-the-scenes trivia behind is... Behind-the-scenes. ...is Primeval first aired on Tuesday, May 16th, 2000, and was directed by Bet Buffy director James A. Contner. Come on, Contner. <laughs> I'm serving Contner. <laughs> I'm late for my serving oh, shift she's serving at the Cot Factory. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is the kind of energy. We haven't we been drinking at all. <laughs> no drugs or anything. Well, caffeine. Caffeine is a drug. That's anyway, true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of energy we need. Uh -huh. um, so <laughs> um, let's see. Do -do 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 -do. I'm trying to find the things. I have... All my peppered in stuff mixed in with my non peppered in stuff. You gotta stop doing that. Um, so there's a line from the DVD commentary that says that Super Buffy was inspired by a comic book heroine, Promethea. Oh. So um, that is an interesting concept that I forgot to research. And um, let's see. What else fun is in here that isn't <laughs> peppery? Uh, it's a lot of peppered in stuff. Oh, this is something. So apparently, <laughs> this is according to David Fury, uh, um, who wrote James the episode, Con by yeah, the way. Yeah, and James A. Contner on their DVD commentary. They said that <laughs> it was apparently like a mistake that Buffy got separated from her friends. Like, they, I guess, like writing the episode, they were like, they did that, and they're like, oh, yeah, that's good. And they're like, oh, shit, she doesn't have the discs. <laughs> and so <laughs> and they just wrote it into Spike. So that yeah, they just like made it be a flaw in Spike's plan. Wait, so were they originally gonna actually have her go in alone? I guess I don't know. It didn't really go into a lot of details about what their original plan huh. was. Interesting. But yeah, that I thought that was really. I feel interesting. like that speaks to the uh, plot writing of this season, <laughs> where they're just like, let's get get this the fuck over with, and then they like forget the simplest detail. Right. <laughs> 
the the only other thing I have that I don't want to just kind of put in in context is um, this is the only or this is unique to season four that the big bad is defeated in the penultimate episode. Yes. Every so, other season. Uh, spoilers. The big bad well, is defeated in the final episode. Well, you didn't have to say that, but <laughs> oh. Theoretically, they could have oh, been every before the final episode. Uh, but, you know, we know that we know how this show works. We know how television works. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but that's fine. It does, it's not I a big mean, deal. The, I mean, if you don't think this, that uh, this teenage... 90s television show that was popular with teenagers does not have a, a grim, dark, edgy, you know, sad <laughs> ending where everyone dies and becomes right. evil or whatever. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that is something that I th- uh, that is interesting and and unique to this season so yes quite and in the season which i feel is is oft maligned oft oft maligned by for, uh, you know often very good reasons and often yeah. like knee-jerky like fandomy reasons right i mean i do think there are legitimate concerns with the initiative storyline like that part of it but everything else thankfully is awesome. for them they just kind of like it feels like they lean into how ridiculous and annoying it is yes and uh, we get uh, they really kind of ramp up the character writing because of it. Yeah, like I think <laughs> to me, I almost read them killing Adam <laughs> before the last episode as being like, "Oh, let's just be done with it." Yeah, me too. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know. That's probably just me projecting onto the, the writing. <laughs> right. But anyway, it's still fun. So the rest is peppery. Pe- pe- I can't pepper. wait for you to crack some pepper onto this episode. Oh. Well, as I wrote previously, David Fury. <laughs> what? What happened? What did you do? <laughs> I said that so weirdly quietly. Oh, okay. Said, did you even hear me? I barely. Yes, it was quite quiet. You heard, it, it, but did you hear what I said? No. <laughs> you said to crack the black pepper, and I was like, oh, tell me when. <laughs> <laughs> this is an Olive Garden. You're not cheesing my salad. Anyway, <laughs> we think we're funny. Um, so, as I said previously, <laughs> this episode is written by David Fury, who I will never forgive for writing Go Fish. Rip. All right, Zach, do you want to... <laughs> oh, actually, before our disclaimer, I this week I put a poll on Spotify. Eight people Ooh, responded. One poll. of them was me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I was like, we should. I should do more of these like integrated Spotify polls. And so I did, uh, this one was kind of a pointed question. <laughs> mm. I, uh, uh, or like I had the, what I thought the main answer would be in my brain when I was writing it, but, uh, <laughs> it was which Scooby is the most relatable during the argument scene. Mm-hmm. And obviously, uh, most of our eight voters, including me chose Giles, mm-hmm. <laughs> they g- it got six votes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then Buffy, Xander and Anya each got one vote. Nice. But yeah, obviously the, uh. The person drinking and being like, ah, I don't want this conflict happening around me. And also, I'm going to throw some shade and then take off my shirt and throw it at Xander. Obviously, he's the most relatable one. <laughs> well, and uh, I think, too, <laughs> if you think about it from like uh, the perspective of a, an adult Buffy watcher, uh-huh. I, I mean, you know, it seems like we would just tend to relate more to Giles anyway. And, like, his actual kind of feelings of why oh he's yeah, in the naturally. fight. Of Especially, like yeah, just, like, watching these 19-year-olds <laughs> bicker. Well, and well, but, like, that, I think that feeling of, like, that people have moved on yeah. without you and, like, you know, you've been kind of left behind, which they all are feeling in their own individual way. But yeah. Like, I don't know. We're talking about it more than we did in the episode. Particularly my, uh, un- I, uh, <laughs> I, I, 
relate to his feelings of unemployment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right yes. Now. Absolutely. R.I.P. my job. <laughs> <laughs> so, Zach, do you want to give our disclaimer before we jump right into this episode? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you remember that? No. Fine. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> uh, so... Now is the time for us to do our segment where we do our deep dive into the episode and share our thoughts. But you needn't be afeard. Have you not seen the entire series? You needn't. For we shan't spoil anything that happens beyond Primeval. We shan't. At least not anymore. And (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, we'll only allude to future events with the cheekiest of foreshadowing. Only the cheekiest. Well, cheek on your first day. In it. (laughs) All right, anyway. let's get going. We start with an uh, previously on Buffy the Vampire yes. Slayer. We are reminded of Adam's uh, history with Maggie Walsh. Wakey, 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 Adam. And I tried to make. <laughs> I tr- <laughs> we see this. We see stabbed him. Stabbed him. I <laughs> I tried to do a Stabatha esque oh. portmanteau of Adam stabbing. Oh, stabbed him. <laughs> yes. And I was like, stabbed him, stab Adam. Also, I was like, it could have been Stabgy, I guess, because he was stabbing. Not to be confused Maggie with Spadum, the Spike Adam ship. <laughs> anyway, we see that he has an alliance with Spike. Um, Spike is going to help. And yes. the Yoko deal. The Yoko deal. The chip comes out if he splits her up with her friends. Forrest being pissy about Riley. <laughs> Fucking Forrest. Like, imagine they're like, we're going to make them hate this guy all season he's gonna die and uh they're not even gonna be sad about it really and then he's gonna be an asshole after death too (laughs) (laughs) right um we uh see the argument buffy's saying she's gonna go back alone zapper's giving adam an o face and there and uh adam's been waiting for riley yep and there's no prophecy about a chosen one and her friends bum 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 uh, so we cut to inside uh, the ruined Sunnydale High School, and uh, Buffy's looking for Riley, but he isn't there. Where could he be? He's with Adam. Gasp. And then, so, <laughs> you know, you're kind of, at first, purposely supposed to think that Riley is with Adam by choice. At the end of the last episode. And then he kind of is like, then you see, oh, he's like controlling Adam, or Riley, with a behavior modifier and he's like a chip in my head and then uh adam's like actually it's in your tit (laughs) (laughs) it's thoracic nerve the concept of this is so ridiculous incredibly ridiculous and it (laughs) only gets more ridiculous too anyway i (laughs) why didn't he do this sooner i'm just gonna try to not talk about it too much but yeah, yeah, true. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just wondering why he didn't like take control of him sooner. I guess he was, you know, biding his time, not being in episodes. <laughs> yeah, um, just waiting for the moment. It's, <laughs> it is never really super clear what his plan actually is. It seems that his plan He's is going to make an army of yeah demon to have a bunch cyborgs. of people and demons kill each other and then make his a super soldier army out of it. But for what? Yeah, exactly. And to what end? To what end? <laughs> Why would Xi Jinping want to flood my basement? Rust my Bowflex. <laughs> to what end? <laughs> to what end? <laughs> anyway, it's just like why. It's not like he's saying I want to take over the world. Or he I does think say he this. enjoys chaos. Maybe he just wants extra chaos on planet Earth. Sure. Shouldn't ha- he? Should he just has to. He just has to wait a few decades. He should hang out with Ethan Rain. <laughs> he really should. The Ethan Rain would have been a good like. Uh, 
Like a side guy for Adam. Too bad he's in some weird prison in New Mexico forever. <laughs> and being watched over by Marcy. Mm. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so uh, <laughs> so we go through this truly wild scene. There's a lot of like, you're not my brother. Stop saying that. Yeah, he keeps referring to Maggie Walsh's mother. And uh, he says something about power you've never dreamed of. And then we get the... I think you're going to like it. The intro, yes. And then... I wrote more Adam shit. <laughs> more Adam. We hit, we cut straight back to Adam. So he's talking like, yeah, about get how it out of the way in the top of the episode. <laughs> right. He's talking about how demons cling to old ways and ancient ancient feuds and they're terrible with tech. They're unworthy. Uh, but we and so we turn to humans who are smart and adaptive, but they're emotional and weak. So there's imperfection everywhere, and something must be done. Who will deliver us? And then he says, Mother, she saw our future. Mother. She saw you were necessary and the role you'd play by my side. And Riley's like trying to resist. And Adam says, Stand up. And Riley, against his will, stands up. <gasps> Gasp. He says, We are brothers after all. And it, which kind of sounds like he just saw his dick or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> we look so yeah. much alike. Mm. Uh, oh, and, uh, and Spike, Spike's watching on. He's like, oh, it warms the cockles of my non-beating heart. <laughs> uh, and that's clams when... And cockles. Oysters, clams, and cockles. Come on, Maisie Williams as Arya Stark in season four or five of Game of Thrones when she's pretending to sell oysters, clams, and cockles while she's blind. Mm. Any more specificity you want to add to that? Um, when she's <laughs> on a different continent at 23 minutes, 47 seconds. <laughs> Oysters, clams, and cockles. Anyway, um, so uh, Spike is there, and he's like, I like how he's like poking Riley. He's like, he's stiff. I like it. That <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, gayest moment. And uh, then uh, he <laughs> um, is saying he still wants the chip out. Yeah, he keeps trying to convince Adam that the deal is done. Like he's right, completely delivered. And it's really funny because it's just so obvious. Like Adam was never going to remove his chip. Right, because every time Spike mentions it, he just goes quiet. He just also, doesn't say anything. It's like the only thing that he has that's having Spike actually help him. Right. I and mean, other than his inspirational speech in the last episode, but and so when Spike when Spike figures out that Riley has a chip in in, in him, he's like, uh, "Oh, chips all around! Must have got the party pack." <laughs> Which I thought was really funny. Yeah, that was good. Uh, and uh, so Adam is like, "It'll be removed when the Slayer is where I want her." And Spike's like, "Yeah, she's separated from her friends and she's alone." And he says, "That's how I want her. Where I want her is the initiative." So they realize, oh, actually. We've split her up too soon because she doesn't have the discs, so she can't get back it or she can't get in. And then <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I love the part because he's like, Spike's like walking through it and he's like, I think I might have detected a, a small flaw. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right. And then he's like, Adam is instantly like, so you're an idiot. And he was like, well, this is your fault for letting me make the plan. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I wonder if the original uh, thing was supposed to be like Buffy goes in, gets her ass kicked and is like, I actually need you friends. Yeah. Maybe that would have made sense. I mean, from like what they were doing, but I like I I do like that they ended up doing this. Yeah, me too. I think it's better. They, yeah. So then we so he's like Spike's like I'll go fix it, but I get the chip out right, <laughs> and then he's like, <laughs> and Adam just doesn't say anything. He's giving him stank face, uh -huh. and then Giles has Giles a hangover. And the witches, yes, Giles and the witches in his Hugh Hefner esque uh, shiny. It's like a blue robe. velvet kind of 
looking thing mm. in that slow southern style. <laughs> Blue velvet. <laughs> and um, he's like, Willow's like, I forgot my laptop. And he's like, will you be working here talking and stuff? Yeah. And Charles <laughs> is like, I, I, I so desperately need someone to be here. It's really funny. What? No, he doesn't want them there because he's hungover. Oh, I, I thought he, <laughs> I thought he wanted them there because he, even though, even after last night, he's still like, I need to feel useful. No, he's like, will you be working here, typing, talk, talking? Oh, okay. That's See, fine. I completely misread <laughs> that. <laughs> well, that's how I take it. Let us know, chime in in the comments. Just kidding, there aren't comments. <laughs> but um, right, it's super awkward, and they're just like, see ya. <laughs> and then we get sad dorm Buffy. Sad dorm Buffy. <laughs> and so, okay. The wound on her head yo-yos all over the place from scene to scene in <laughs> terms of, like, how bruised it is. <laughs> like, in this scene, it is, like, just a cut. Oh, yeah. And then so in some scenes, it has this, like, giant red mark Super dark, it. like, purple bruise yeah. sometimes. Sometimes red, sometimes purple. It's, like, it just... It goes all over the place in terms of how healed it is. This is like a pretty famous photo of Sarah Michelle Geller in this outfit with that scar. Mm -hmm. I think it's from Evan Ross Katz's book mm. um, about like the show and stuff. Neat. But uh, like she's uh, like reading, I don't, it's some classic novel like on set <laughs> in like in between takes or something. She's like reading Wuthering Heights or something, right? It's while while filming this episode. I think I know what you're talking about too, but I can't remember the book but anyway yeah, yeah. so she, she picks up the turquoise phone and then she puts <laughs> it down uh, after hearing the little signal she's like i'm not gonna call anyone and then she, she picks up this it looks like one of those um it looks insulated like bags that you put like frozen groceries in to me it looks like a modern like a modern style like designer bag like really it, minimalist it yeah it between those two things uh -huh. and uh, yeah I agree. and then she grabs an axe she grabs the other axe <laughs> and uh, axe to the other axe. <laughs> a huge axe it's gigantic i really wish there would have been a shot of her like walking through like a public area with, with this, the axe like like four foot of axe handles right. still han hanging out of that bag it she's like so this funny. this demon super soldier robot guy kicked my ass without an axe so i better mm. bring one this time and so yeah so she's getting ready and then also i love that buffy just has this this gigantic axe sitting next to her bed well yeah of course like she has her like all of her other little weapons in her bag her little duffel bag in her mm. closet or under her bed and uh, she she also just has her emergency axe. Yeah, you right gotta be to it. You, you can't be surprised in the middle of the night. Right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, a woman can never be sure at night. A woman can. Or what is that? Is that the line? I think so. A lady is never sure at night. She needs a handbag. Yes. <laughs> so uh, anyway, something like that. We cut to Anya entering Xander's room. Yeah, in this scene, I this is part of why I love Anya so much. Uh huh. Because they do this really great thing with her where they really juxtapose like she's usually very like callous and like just not aware of other people's feelings, but then sometimes she just like says something that's so like genuine uh -huh. and real that it's like Anya, you're so sweet. I know it's and very nice. Yeah, because. <laughs> She got, she's like, I thought you were going to check the board at the unemployment office. And, and she lifts up the blanket. She's like, they won't even interview you if you're naked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I'm not going. There's never anything good. Maybe I should join the army. 
and she's like don't they make you wake up really early and he's like oh yeah <laughs> he's like never mind <laughs> and uh she's yeah. like are you still upset about that fight with your friends that was hours ago get over it she wants him to put it away yes and he's like this isn't something you can just put away on you <laughs> Yeah, and then she. This is the moment I was talking about. So she's like, "You're a good person and a good boyfriend, and I'm in love with you." And blah blah. And well, because she like she's like, "Why can't you just poof it away?" And he's like, "Because I think maybe they're right." And so she delivers this line, and it's she. <laughs> um, what's her? I can't think. What's the actress's name again? I always forget. Emma, Emma Caulfield? Caulfield. Yeah, I was like Emma. I always want to be like Emma Thompson. Emma <laughs> Thompson. My brain just goes through the world exit Emma's. Uh, anyway, Emma Caulfield. Uh, really kills it as Anya, like, all the time. Yes, she's so great. She's so awesome. And so, uh, yeah, then we cut to it's cave axe I, time. <laughs> I wrote Buffy with the axe in the cave. <laughs> I just wrote cave axe And time. she also has the bag. Yeah. She has the bag and the axe. Well, yeah. That's and I was like, what is in the bag? I don't no, think the she... bag was for the axe. So she could. She can't just walk around in public with a big-ass axe. Wait, so there's just, like, this giant handle sticking out of her bag? Yeah, well, a handle could be anything. Huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> she didn't. Sh- it wasn't in the bag when she came in the cave. Though, no. Right? Okay, well, yeah. Not, she's, she was she's holding it. Because she's going in Got the it. cave. I was just making, I was just making sure. Yeah, yeah, no, she. The the bag was to hide the axe. Okay, I ha- I didn't I didn't connect those things because <laughs> you can't just walk around on like a college campus with a huge ass axe. I don't know. There's a lots of things <laughs> I think you can't do on a college campus. Do that they do? Here. Yeah, that's fair. She that's fully fair. fought Spike in broad daylight with like people around. <laughs> well. There weren't people around magically. Oh, yeah, they there just disappeared had been at one Hundreds point. of people. Yes. Around. So she finds Adam's computer set up and she's like, Adam, where are you? And we cut to Adam entering some sort of secret vault with Riley. Hmm. He says, This is where the new race begins. Uh, Riley asks where they are. Mm hmm. And, uh,. Yeah, oh, she, I forgot when I wrote, saw Adam's computers, I was like, I wonder what kind of porn he has on there. <laughs> I bet it's really fucked up. Probably. So, um, yeah, so another, yet another secret ass area. Yes, um, uh, he's like, just one of these secret areas of the initiative. Mother kept her secrets well. She and he <laughs> says, didn't you? And then I wrote, Frank and Walsh. And by secrets, we mean whole, like, multi-thousand square foot labs. Yes, very expensive facilities. Yeah. Underneath. A college campus. Underneath the college campus. How do they build it? Anyway, let's, let's don't do that again. Don't, uh, so don't, do we that. have Frank and Walsh with that, these really spooky, like, it seems like there's fluids going from her body to her body. Like, is she connected to something? Well, there's some, there's like two, right? There's the uh-huh. green one and the red one. <laughs> yes. Like, so there's like blood or something and then lime juice. Um, it was so really. So she's actually just a Bloody Mary. It was really interesting to me that Bloody like. Maggie. <laughs> Bloody Maggie. <laughs> Wake up, Maggie. I think I got something to say to you. Um, so I'm doing it this time. <laughs> so It's your turn. I was, I was like, it seems like Maggie would be like one of the people he'd want to bring back as like a sentient person and not just like a robe, like I a mean, why did he kill walking her? zombie. Yeah, I don't, that's, when it that's was like true. Her whole idea. You know, you're, you you have a point. There's never really an explanation of like why he did that. Yeah, exactly. He's like, <laughs> you just want to do her plan. Why did you kill her? Um, well, we know that it was because 
uh, scheduling. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, no. Why did they just hire someone else? They knew she was going to be gone. Anyway. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I mean, she was great, though. So yes, exactly. I can I see why they wanted her for that part. But like, they're like, oh, we forgot to plan for when she... We know she has to leave and we didn't plan for... I don't her, I don't understand. Her hair kept growing, though, after she died. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Which is not a thing that happens. Or Adam just gave... That's like a myth. Your hair does not keep yeah, growing. Yeah, it's more that your die. skin recedes away yeah. from your nails, and that's why people and say hair. that. And hair. Does it recede away from your hair? I think well, like your scalp like shrinks, right? Like shrinks and like a little extra of the hair from underneath. Anyway, um, so, so yeah, so she's there. She's zombified, and Forrest is there as like a part egg demon. Yes, like burnt cheese demon. Um. Very strange looking. It's also yeah, uh, and like he's like the bottom row of his teeth is like sharp. Yeah, it's because it's like it's replaced his jaw and the top of his head. It has just the like arm. eyes part of his face, basically, <laughs> yeah. and like up to his upper mouth. <laughs> and they have those weird like big Frankenstein-y staple-y things. That's true, like connecting the demon parts to the human parts. Yeah, and uh, and so. Forrest is there, and, and uh, Riley's like, "Oh my God, Forrest!" And Forrest is like, "What's God got to do? With it? <laughs> got to do with it?" Well, yes, this very like edgy, like I, I'm guessing it was like not quite as uh, like overdone back in the day. But he's like, "God has nothing to do with it," and I was like, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is like, I mean, there is that sort of under religious undercurrent in there, like yeah. But then they do a pretty good job of staying away well, from it's it like most the of the whole time. like uh defying nature thing mm. anyway it's i thought it was weird and i was like okay whatever sorry the cat is being really cute <laughs> so we cut to break after that our cat is adorable so um yeah so then buffy in the cave with the axe part dude the cave of wonders uh <laughs> so <laughs> and Spike is just there for he, some reason. Well, yeah, because he was with Adam. Oh, yeah, I guess it is daylight, huh? And, yeah, it's a cave. And <laughs> You're a so cave. He's, cl- he's just, like, walks down the street sometimes, and it's no big deal. So, Because <laughs> um, he has a blanket over him. Yep. Uh, so, anyway, um, he's like, easy, Sheriff. Watch where you point that thing. I really love that they didn't draw this whole shit out of them slowly figuring. I mean, they didn't have time. Right. I, I love that like they didn't make it like where they slowly realize it. Buffy instantly. He says, yeah, because it's not just because you guys fought. doesn't mean you shouldn't use the disc. And she instantaneously She's realizes like, it. And oh, is this like, fucking dumbass. And is like, this is all his fucking fault. But then doesn't do the TV thing where you're like, Alone with like the murderer, and you're, and you're like, like I've figured you out your diabolical. <laughs> I'm telling everybody, <laughs> and then instantly getting killed. I mean, not that he could kill Buffy. Yeah, right. But like, <laughs> but they she's always smart do about that. It. I know. It's like if you re- pro tip, if you realize that someone is a murderer when you're alone with them, don't tell them. Right, exactly. Just saying. Anyway, yeah, I feel like in some other shows there might be like a whole arc where like they they're st- they're still fighting for a few episodes and it takes them a while to like figure out what happened. I like that. I this is one of the rare occurrences where I'm glad that they did not draw something out a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, I just really love. I love. I love that the the expediency of this. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> but also, I think it looks really cool for Buffy because she's just super aware and smart and is like, oh yeah, oh. You did this, <laughs> and <laughs> in all in one second is like, 
Spike did this. I can't let him know that I know. And the face okay, acting to show the realization. Perfect. Sarah Michelle Geller kills it mm-hmm. every time. So we cut to Tara and Willow. Tara's suggesting Willow uh, t- get some rest, but she's thinks she's on to something. Yeah, the Matrix screensaver is almost encrypted. Yes, this encrypted file, which is, I, I think we talked about it last episode, but like encryption doesn't look like a screen, like <laughs> it would look like basic, be like, you can't access this information. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not fun to look at. Right, true. It's so funny looking. And then, <laughs> but so she like goes into this explanation of how she's going to decrypt it and how she like thought it was one way, but it was actually another way. And then it just decrypts itself. <laughs> it I wrote this. Itself. I wrote this into the intro, but like, yes. why the fuck would you do that? <laughs> it's just so funny. She's like, must have been programmed to automatically do self decrypt. Like, yeah, that's it's like having a door that's programmed to just well, they did it unlock. on they did it on purpose because they no. want them to go to the initiative. My I thing know. is, I'm why, saying, why would I, why would I, no, Willow I get not that. notice that this is weird? Yeah, like why. <laughs> What what possible reason would a government agency have to have its files automatically unlock themselves? Right, I feel like Willow should have figured this out before <laughs> the conversation with Buffy. Anyway, I mean, I'm, she could have been suspicious, I guess, but she she didn't seem like it in this scene. So she's like, I mean, she's like, oh, it's like bl- someone blurting out the answer to a riddle, just like <laughs> just as you're, I mean, yippee! And then Tara's like, I don't know if that's the right response either, and she like points at the screen, and then she answers the phone. Tara does. Yes, it, Tara answers the phone, and she's very like, smoothly is like she's like yeah, yeah she's, she's right, right here i mean let me check <laughs> so funny <laughs> that cracked me up uh-huh uh it's we also tara just kind of disappears after this yeah she's like i don't want any part of this well willow does explain it though why tara's not there yeah she's like she didn't feel she says she didn't feel welcome oh uh so we cut back I to the in- yes we cut back to the initiative uh, and Riley's like, Professor Walsh, it's Riley. Can you hear me? And Adam's like, shut the fuck up, you dumb bitch. <laughs> he's he's, he's like, like, this is just a zombie. Mommy can hear you, but she's still a corpse. <laughs> and yes. so. And, yeah. uh, and, th- and Riley's like, so are you. And he's like, no, you got that wrong. Uh, actually, no, this is Forrest talking. Forrest, yeah. Wait, who did you say it was? I said Adam, I think. Our, it's like, no, you've got that wrong. I'm surging with life. Uh, Adam made me just about as bad as he is. That made me laugh. I thought that sounded really funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, now I'm going to try and get your girl again. He's talking about Buffy. I'm free of all weaknesses and doubts, and we're going to fix you up too, and we'll be back on the same side. And uh, and it, it's funny to kind of consider like this scene is actually really like horrific. Yeah, incredibly, because you're like best friend. Frankenfriend now yes, is talking to you and being like, we're going to turn you into a soulless, like, demon android thing. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I get... <laughs> I don't, there's just not really an explanation of why the thing doesn't have Forrest's consciousness still. They're, like, it's so interesting that they just kind of toss the initiative and Adam to the wayside for most of it and just, like, use them to progress character character stuff which like i'm instead of i'm most like i think this could have been explored in a really interesting way but yeah. they're just like not interested in it at i all. do really like the character stuff that they did but yeah i do kind of wish <laughs> get you a girl who could do both but like, like i feel <laughs> like they could have made this work and they just like yeah i don't know i don't if really know done happened. today this would be like a saw-esque horror scene right like they would be so dark uh-huh. And me. Like, right exactly everything has to be like that today which it's, it's fine i'm I'm not really that mad about yeah it. i like it's the campiness of the yeah like godly cyborg that's people. where i was going yeah that the the, the <laughs> it's pure camp 
<laughs> yes. But anyway, um, so then they have uh, Walsh uh, zombie stab him with a needle. Says Riley, be a good boy. <laughs> Flashback yeah. to Hush. Ooh. Ooh, I did not catch that. Yeah. Good one. Wow. Look She's at you. And still being here. a creepy not mom mom to her employee after death. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just like ha- went outside my body and heard how weirdly patronizing that sounded. Wait, what? Wait. <laughs> I was like, wow, look at you noticing something. <laughs> As if we don't That's do funny. this every week. <laughs> so. so he gets injected anyway. with something. Does it even matter? What does she put in him? Mm, I don't think it comes up. I don't think it's important. Do they mm. sedate him or something? Whatever. Steak sauce. <laughs> Steak sauce. Um, They're just trying to make him tastier. So then, yeah, so then we got, we have the Scooby meaning Buffy's cut it's on her forehead awkward. is much worse than <laughs> it was earlier. Uh, it's been exacerbated by Spike's bullshit. <laughs> Sorry. Every time I hear that word exacerbated, I hear, Amethyst, stop horsing around. You'll exacerbate your crack. <laughs> You'll exacerbate your crack. So, um, <laughs> Buff, that's a little Steven Universe for you. Yeah. So, um, Buffy's cur- cut is worse, worse than it was after getting better and now worse again. Uh, and <laughs> they ask she, where Anya is. Yeah. And Xander's like, uh, oddly, she decided not to join I despite do, the fun at the last meeting. I do really like the um, visual foreshadowing of the end where they're coming together from like kind of four different places. Uh-huh. The way they kind of. And they're all like the shots all show them individually, like going toward the center. Yeah. Like that, that part, those, the, the blocking of this is really cool. I, yeah. I love that, that touch that they did. I agree. And um, then, yeah, Buffy starts being like, so who actually told you that we were talking behind your back specifically? And, and, and Willow's like, she kind of like, she, she's kind of like embarrassed. She's like, well, Spike. And then we get it was Spike all along, <laughs> and uh, everybody. Oh, oh, Emma Caulfield. Oh, 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 and then everybody kind of realizes it, and yeah, Giles they do is the like, same I'm thing to Xander stupid. with joining <laughs> the army, and Giles is like, "Well, Spike can be very convincing when I'm very stupid." <laughs> but I, it's interesting because Giles, I mean, Giles could have figured this out last episode, but Giles didn't do anything. Like he just stood around. He was drunk. Yeah, he. W- <laughs> but he, like, he was. Spike wanted him to tell Buffy about, uh, about something about the the discs no he didn't give a shit about that that whole that whole thing with giles was just to fuck with giles yeah i know but i he wanted willow to get the discs and okay. them. but he was like because that's why he's like i'm making this deal with the slayer not you you use this old shit <laughs> uh but yeah no <laughs> i really like it and then i think it's buffy maybe who says this old shit <laughs> Who who's like that's where it came from the stuff we said and everybody kind of looks down at the ground they're like yeah yep right and <laughs> Giles like well piffle let's move on <laughs> yes and it's very awkward again and uh, so they're like why did Spike make it the head games I also really <laughs> they're like well yeah Xander's like he's all dressed up with no one to bite and then they're like he's no, got to get his yayas somewhere he's working for Adam and then he's like Spike's working for Adam after all we've done for no I can't even act surprised <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's almost <laughs> like. Spike told you verbatim that this would happen, and has multiple times said, "I want to kill all of you," <laughs> and or, or you help just let someone him else walk kill around. <laughs> Why? Anyway, all right, all right, we've done it for this episode. <laughs> that's our that, that's our lot. <laughs> Doesn't <laughs> it's make like any sense. End. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Also, uh, wrote that so into funny. the intro. Um, yes. So, 
So then Buffy uh, explains mm-hmm. Spike being in the cave. Willow explains the thing about decrypting the file mm-hmm. and that it says there's some final phase where Adam manufactures a bunch of things like him and that there's a special lab, but it doesn't say where. It's really Which funny. Is how Go ahead. Sorry, I, I just totally railroaded you, but the this whole episode and like this climactic part and I guess everything this season has kind of been building up to this like cross between uh age of Ultron and cabin in the woods yes <laughs> and uh, I even on IMDb it even said this episode is like a preview for cabin in the woods yeah because the end part we'll talk about it more later but I it it's it's just funny how it's like that's basically this the conceit of most God, of God, that whole sequence in Cabin of the Woods is so good. It is. And it actually, the Corey... Anyway, nope, nope, nope. We'll talk about <laughs> it when we get to it. Sorry. So, um... So, uh, I, was, I thought it was interesting that Adam wants Buffy there. I guess he doesn't want her in the secret lab. He just wants her in the initiative. Yeah, like... Well, basically... So, Willow gives the plan of, like, he just wants a lot of body parts. Mm-hmm. And for the evil guy, assembly line, as she calls it, um, or uh, whatever Ultron, the Ultron card calls it yes. in uh, Marvel Villainous. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's just called Assembly Line, isn't it? Anyway. Maybe, yeah. Um, so Giles is like, the Trojan horse. And uh, so the demons are going to attack from the inside, Massacre, Massacre. And then um, they're like, why does he <laughs> want Buffy there? And they are like, to even the kill ratio. And <laughs> Xander's <laughs> like, you're, he's not worried you might kill Osei him. And <laughs> Bobby's like, no, he's really not. <laughs> yes. Well, which is well twofold. First of all, she can't fucking touch him. Yeah. And uh, because for some reason, he's just like indestructible. It's just for plot reasons. Right. Even though she is really strong and he is an object, when she hits him, he just does not move. Right. It's like he's made out of fucking vibranium or diamonds. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're, we're but building. Also, so it's that, and it's also like Adam is underestimating us. Yes. Well, we're building the stakes. And then, yeah, that's the whole thing, right? Like this science, huge air quotes on science, by the <laughs> way. Science versus mysticism kind of storyline uh-huh. they've got going on is the culmination of that. So, um,. <laughs> Uh, then we cut back to Adam Spike in the initiative. Adam says, she's coming. I can uh. feel it. <laughs> and uh, Spike's like, cool, get my chip out. And he's, he's like, like, don't I fuck totally up my hair. <laughs> he's like, I totally felt her come, bro. I did it like three times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, He says, you've got a chunk of prognosticating demon in there. Huh? Yes, that's very funny. I love that. And uh, and then he's just really, he just doesn't say anything. <laughs> I love yeah. it when when uh, Adam just pays Spike dust. You're it's like, so funny. Oh, yeah, give me nothing. Give us nothing. Give us nothing, girl. And uh, <laughs> he's like, get the chip out of my cranium. I'll be on my way. And then the part about the comb over really made me, it reminded me of Cousin Eddie from Christmas Vacation. Oh, yeah. He's like, this this plate in my hair is government plastic, and if it gets dented, my hair just ain't going to look right. <laughs> He's like, we had a deal, and Adam's like, I'll do it when she's here. He clearly does not ever yeah, plan on doing. This. He's never gonna do it, buddy. And <laughs> like, then, like, I feel like Spike is smarter than this, but you know, whatever. Yeah, is yeah. he? He hasn't had a lot of time to practice diabolical planning. He gets kind of myopic. True. So uh, you know, exemplary. Also, like, here. how else is he gonna get the chip out of his head? Like, it's not like True. he has anything to lose. And so then we have the Scooby meeting, and uh, 
Buffy says that Riley said the power source is in the uranium core, which we actually got from Jonathan. Yeah, <laughs> in I Superstar. guess. I don't. I maybe Riley learned that during. Was Riley in that meeting? Maybe he was in that meeting. With so Jonathan. Riley learned it from Jonathan in Superstar, and then just off screen told Buffy. They were like, "We don't need to show this detail." It like, is so funny. Well, we we kind of because we learned it four episodes ago. Yeah. Well, we kind of hinted about it, which I do like. I like when in a story, especially a TV series when they lay some kind of breadcrumbs and then they don't, they don't just have everything magically work out at the end and you learn it. And it just feels cheap. Right. I appreciate that kind of uh-huh. forethought that they, they enter yeah, that it was actually in an episode, but it's very, and, it's and it's a goofy episode where you're kind of like, well, all of this is bullshit. And then you're like, wait a minute. No, <laughs> actually that is an important uh-huh. plot point. And I guess, like, who cares how, like, I mean, why do they really need to throw in a scene with Riley being like, oh, Jonathan told me? No, they absolutely don't. But But I would have been nice for them to acknowledge it here that that happened. Well, and uh, to me, I think it's really fun. Another reason I love this show so much is because that's a thing that, like, you could so easily just miss if you're not, like, watching for it. Uh Uh-huh. Because I definitely did the first time I watched the show. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. And so it's it's just a fun thing on rewatch to go back and be like, oh, fuck, Jonathan said that. <laughs> and so Xander's like, we can just ask him to lay down and stay still while we're doing exploratory surgery on uh-huh. him. And your Willow suggests a uranium extracting spell. And she's, she's like, like, I know I'm reaching. And it's like, actually, that's kind of what you do. Pretty close to what you do. And I mean, uh, I feel like a uranium extracting spell is a little less far-fetched than what actually happens. Yeah. So... Uh, then they talk about so Giles is talking about this paralysis spell, but it has to be done in Sumerian, and you have to be a, a good witch, and you have to be within striking and, and distance. And so it's like, well, you have to be an experienced witch, and it kind of looks lo- over to Willow, and Willow's like, you have to speak Sumerian, and he's like, I speak Sumerian, right? And then, but you also have to be within striking distance. And, and then, so Xander's Giles like, is definitely very squishy, right? And so Xander's like, too bad you didn't learn Sumerian instead of oh, French, Buffy. Here's one of my peppered in things. So uh-huh. apparently they actually the line was originally written see what you get for taking spanish instead of sumerian but brendan um what's his name brendan brendan Fra- no, brendan, brendan fraser, fraser. <laughs> why can't i think of nicholas anybody's name brendan. today nicholas brendan Jesus. brendan fraser i have too much organic chemistry in my head right now there's no more room for names <laughs> so um anyway uh nicholas brendan said wait a minute continuity error she learned French. Yes. So he caught that and they like rewrote the line from and Spanish to French. And this is why sag after is on strike. Right? <laughs> and so he was like, uh, wait, it should be. So they fixed it because he caught that. Nice. So That's I, awesome. Uh, yeah. That was a, a fun bit of trivia that I, I found. I love that. And so and it's interesting that he's like, that's what you get for taking French instead of Sumerian and not that's what you get for fighting instead of being a witch because she would also need to be an experienced witch. Right. <laughs> well, but anyway. he was, he was particularly focusing on that one aspect. And, he, yes. and then so he says, all we need is combo Buffy, uh-huh. her slayer strength, Giles, multilingual know-how and Willow's witchy power. And then, and he's like, don't tell me I'm just full of helpful suggestions. And it's really funny because <laughs> he very specifically doesn't mention anything he would bring to that party uh-huh. but the mentioning itself is what is his bring. is what he brought yes <laughs> it's just really funny because it's like i have all the combined power of a super strong witch a really knowledgeable uh watcher a, a slayer power and xander with helpful <laughs> suggestions <laughs> but yeah so um 
uh, and then Zhao's like, no, actually, that's that's fucking good. And yeah. then uh, so then we cut to the initiative frat house, which has no security. Like, yeah. <laughs> whatever. And, and no it, one is in there. Like, everyone is in the initiative right despite now. Despite what Colonel McBoring says about knowing every single thing that comes in and out of that place. Right, exactly. Um, so, <laughs> Xander's like, I'm full of the kamikaze spirit. <laughs> Xander's like, or Giles is like, Xander, just because this is never going to work, is no need to be negative. Yes, very funny. I love funny. that. That's one of my favorite lines of this And episode. they're like, uh, you don't think the enjoining spell is powerful enough to defeat Adam? And he's like, oh, no, it's very powerful. It's just extraordinarily dangerous. Dangerous. I wrote painful for some reason. Oh, may it might have been, I'm, it might have said painful. No, I think it was uh, dangerous. I don't. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't. It doesn't. I don't seem think it's painful. painful. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I wrote that. And so Buffy says, "Game faces, we're going in," and she smashes through the elevator, and everyone in the audience is y- like, "Yeah, fuck you. We hate that elevator." Yeah, fuck the initiative. <laughs> and then we have elevator Sweet repelling, repelling bonding time, and um, <laughs> Will is like, "What was I thinking? Using stairs all this time?" This is also the episode that taught me how to spell the word repelling. Yes. <laughs> Because I wrote it and I was like, that doesn't look right. <laughs> right. I used to pronounce it rappling. Ah, rappling. Nice. Is that one of the words that you learned? by? Did you like read yes. it first before uh-huh. you heard it? Yep, exactly. I was the other way around. So, um, anywho, they're like, <laughs> they're like repelling down and Willow's like, what was I thinking? Taking the stairs this whole time. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and then... We get our kind of. It's really fun the way I. I just I really do love this because it, it's uh-huh. something that could have been like kind of overwrought and cheesy, but the way mm-hmm. Buffy's like, "Look, I hate the way things have been. We're being really strained. We're growing apart," and uh, say she and, <laughs> and Willow starts to like insist it's not your fault. Spike, Spike stirred up trouble, and she's like, "I think trouble was stir upable. <laughs> it <laughs> yes. was such a great Buffy speak line." Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh huh. And. Then they're like talking about how they miss each other, and then and I really love too how they're both like, it's it's so opposite to the fight scene where they're both instead of like tearing at each other, they're like they're like actually empathizing with each other and coming up like Buffy's like I'm sorry I was doing this and like Willow's like well you're the fucking Slayer it's kind of a big deal and, and the, like that Buffy's like well it's also Riley and that's not fair and yeah. Willow's like well I haven't been misavailable either and Buffy's like you were going through something huge exactly and like so but just like the fact that they did all of this and it feels so like real and not cheesy and not like to me anyway like it doesn't feel like shoved in or crammed in at all. It is a little annoying to me that only Buffy and Willow get this conversation, though. Right? Yeah. I, it would have been nice to have everybody have their resolution moment. Uh-huh. But uh huh. But but they so. don't have enough time. They had to. Right. They have to. You know, sprint into the say end here. Goodbye to the initiative for once and for all. Yeah, we had to leave room for where the wild things are. That was <laughs> right. That was fucking crucial. Very crucial. So <laughs> anyway, we um, had to give our new writer the worst episode so that uh, she could get fired. <laughs> right. <laughs> couldn't have, couldn't have made this a two parter. That would have been crazy. So anyway, um, it's so sweet. And Buffy's like, "You can tell me anything. I love you. You're my best friend." And yes, then, and, and they then hug. At interesting the line delivery from Willow. Falling now. Oh, yes. <laughs> Just like uh, Vampire Willow. Vampire Willow with Bored, bored now. now. Intriguing. Intriguing. So, 
wonderful ever hear that style of line delivery again. I wonder. And so they get to the bottom, they hug, and Xander drops down shortly after them, and they're like, oh, wonderful Xander. <laughs> I, the part where Xander's like, Giles, hurry up. You got to get down here for this. And so I, <laughs> I like I like Nicholas Brendan's line delivery there because it doesn't seem like a horny thing. It's like, a, yeah. well, look what's happening, Giles. We're excited. <laughs> but it's so fu- I, I love the, like, gee golly willikersness of it. It's so yes. Funny. <laughs> it's so funny and cute. And so they're like, then uh, they <laughs> they get ready to open the door and they're like and let's and then there's a bajillion and guns. And very importantly, you know, it with like the whole theme of this episode, she says we stick together and everything should be fine. Zach just dropped his phone. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> She's like together we swim together. Yes. Come on, Finding Nemo musical. R.I.P. <laughs> um. So we cut to monitors now. And uh, Spike and Adam again, and they're like, that's literally <laughs> what I wrote for the title of the scene. <laughs> and uh, he's like, one chipectomy, chip erectomy, please, actually. Erectomy, uh, erectomy. <laughs> Miss erectomy. <laughs> Miss erectomy. Your anagrams are showing, doctor. <laughs> God, we are, we are unhinged, and I love it. <laughs> this is the energy we should always bring. Uh, so... Um, he's like, hello, paging doctor, owe me one. And I thought he said Obi-Wan at first. Yes. I was like, what's this having to do with Star Wars? I thought the exact same thing the first time I watched it. But I saw it with subtitles and I was like, oh. And Adam's like, she's not fucking alone, you little idiot. Yeah. And then (laughs) he's like, uh. You failed me again. (laughs) Well, he's. (laughs) And somebody's like, well, that's one way of looking at it. And he's like, what's What's the the other other one? (laughs) (laughs) It's very funny. And then, uh. He's like, it's not like he wasn't trying. And then he's like, you know what? I will take your chip off. Take his head off. Or yeah, take and your so Forrest grabs yeah. him by the neck. And then he burns him in the eye with, with a, a cigarette. With a cigarette? He had a lit cigarette with Spike him? Spike always has a lit cigarette. That's true. That's true. Inside a government facility. <laughs> <laughs> you think Spike would pay attention to I know to he doesn't no care, sign? but like, I don't know. Also, they're in an evil... <laughs> yeah, it's not like Adam was going to be like, <laughs> you can't lit. smoke in here. <laughs> Imagine. Oh my god, the idea of Adam being like I mean I bet You Adam, cannot smoke in here. I bet Adam doesn't want demon cyborg lung, lung cancer. It's detrimental to my health. <laughs> Bad for my uranium core. <laughs> yes. Anyway. All that carbon, you know. <laughs> anyway, uh so then Spike runs away, we cut to Colonel Boring and Yes, uh Colonel Bo- Colonel McNamara. Ah, that's his name, right. I just always call him Colonel Boring in my head. And he's like you get him in here brandishing weapons like like and it, he has this gourd in his hands <laughs> and willow says it's a gourd and there's just like a pause and then giles says a magic, a magic gourd. gourd he's like what <laughs> kind of freaks are you it is very funny <laughs> i might have the same reaction like what the fuck are you doing with this thing and then they're trying to explain this, this isn't i just want some cheeky foreshadowing i just want to say this isn't the only funny gourd talk yeah we get i was show. just thinking about that <laughs> And so, <laughs> hashtag Gord Talk. Um, <laughs> hashtag, of like instead of Pillow Talk, it's Gord Talk. It's the lesbian version of the the WB lesbian version of Pillow Talk. Gord Talk. <laughs> and uh, anyway, that's our that's our next podcast. Gord Talk. It sounds like I'm saying talk, 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 talk. Ah. talk. Anyway, and why are you talking? <laughs> why are you talking? No, this this is how you talk. <laughs> Anyway, um, God. <laughs> so uh, they try to explain the Trojan horse thing, and then he's like, I know fucking everything. Blah, blah, blah. I am I am an army guy. Blah, blah, blah. I am man. Man, no thing. And then 
they're like, so what's your plan? And they're like, we're going to hit him with simultaneous taser blasters. And, and Xander's like, that's up there with duck and cover. Which I didn't realize. I always just thought that was like a saying. Like, like get out of the way of something. <laughs> but I guess that actually comes from like in the... Um, like uh, during like World War Two and the Cold War like, era yeah, the when Cold they were War. when they were like training kids to, <laughs> to like oh if you see a flash of light duck under a desk yeah exactly like that's gonna protect you from <laughs> uh, from a nuclear blast anyway so yeah I was I just saw that in uh in the trivia stuff and in uh, IMDb and I was like oh huh I never thought about that so Buffy's like I like have actually seen this guy before and taser blasts juice him up and give him an erection. Right. <laughs> exactly. They make him do an O face. They give him a super penis. And then she says, that's an all you can eat buffet. And uh, and then we get another like, this is right up there with like the scene in season five that we're going to get to where she delivers a great speech like this. And she has a few of them throughout the series. But where she's like, you're in wherever you fucking well, head. He said so. But in response to him saying, you trying to tell me my business, little girl. And she's like. This isn't your business, bitch. It's, it's mine. mine. And then she's like, "You're you messing with primeval forces." Yeah. <gasps> she said the title. <gasps> you have absolutely no comprehension of. I'm the Slayer. This is my turf, and it's so good. And he's like, well, "Maybe up there, but down here it's ours." And I'm the one who's in control. And then, and then the power grid. Goes Adam down. has a real sense of humor because he was watching that whole thing and then clicks the lights off. He's like, "Yeah, I was just waiting for this dumb." Bitch and then we to get say that. And and until I had read that comparison on IMDb, I didn't realize how this is literally what the last like 20 minutes of cabin in the woods looks like <laughs> right exactly <laughs> and so he except with better fe- special effects way better special effects <laughs> and so i mean to be fair these ones are okay no, they're not bad but for it the 90s is also or 2000 it's also very very clear that the explosions are like being blown out of a machine or something oh yeah but anyway so we start with two scientists or a scientist and a soldier who are like oh the power's off let's walk through the cell block <laughs> and uh so um <laughs> then uh i was like why would you walk through there with all the power off when they're like electric cages right exactly and so that then the only thing stopping these demons from like breaking them is that they're electrified and then the doors open even though the power's off and yeah um <laughs> I guess maybe he only he can left selectively power to cut the power to certain yeah. things. Whatever, yeah. So uh, let's not think about it too much. And so <laughs> then the guy is like, then the the people are getting eaten, and uh, then somebody's like, um, all the hostels are out, and he's like, well, these people are under arrest. That is a priority that we have right now, and then, <laughs> right? And he's like, we gotta find Adam, and then um, Willow gets well, on a computer. He goes and like. Then <laughs> they leave them with like two people, and Buffy just takes them out in one second. <laughs> right. And uh, they're like, let's find no, it's him. W- it's one person. It's one guy at the computer. No, there was two people. There was a guy standing up. Oh, the only one I saw her like take out was one. But anyway, Willow gets on the computer, and she like immediately pulls up like so- what seems to be some sort of blueprint that is incredibly undetailed. Right. And then um, they're talking about needing to find a place that's close 
and quiet to be able to do the spell. And right after Giles says that, it cuts to the chaos outside. Yeah, and someone like, tries to crawl out of the pit. I'm like, oh no, the world's most predictable emergency. Right. It's like we had a friend send us this thing just like the other day that uh-huh. was like talking about the Resident Evil franchise. Mm. And it was like, we've got this monster that we've put all kinds of chemicals in and been poking with a stick for 80 hours. Next day, it escaped. Yeah, or I hope right, it doesn't exactly. escape. Next day, it escaped. So, yeah, there's like fire there's, there's explosions out the wazoo guns going off there's a guy trying to crawl out of the, the aluminum pit. foil swimming pool with the mylar yes with the uh, giant tentacle monster grabbing him uh-huh. and uh i'd spike, say that part is the most cabin of the woods oh for sure and then spike <laughs> slow-mo fighting demons sorry did i say cabin of the woods you did <laughs> i wasn't gonna say anything for once <laughs> but, but yeah spike slow-mo fighting demons <laughs> and then uh, we cut. They back. really love their slow mo in this oh, show. Oh, they do. And then, I mean, you know, it is like that's like a fight scene badassery thing, I uh-huh. guess, right? And so I feel like it's just not as common nowadays. I had to say the choreography of all of this stuff happening at once mm-hmm. is incredible. Yeah, actually. it doesn't. Like, it looks pretty good. Like that is a feat that they pulled uh-huh. off getting all that shit done like and as much as we're uh, making fun of the effects and whatnot uh it is like pretty i mean compelling on- yeah honestly i really don't think they're that bad like yeah the only thing for me was seeing the explosions obviously being blown out of like some well, particularly kind of later there's like two pipes that are just shooting fire <laughs> into the air also how like where where are all these explosions coming from because it's like they're in places where there are, there are no people yeah, yeah exactly like are they throwing grenades at nothing or something right so anyway um we cut back and then willow was looking at the plan with no details on it and somehow can interpret it and <laughs> and she finds air ducts and conduits going into somewhere that's not she on the says, map there's uh, electro cars all running into there and buffy's like so and she's like so there's no there there <laughs> yes and then and it's so buffy somehow right behind 314 yeah she can read this these blueprints and see that they're behind 314 and then um <laughs> they're like is how do we oh. how do we get in is it locked and she's like all the locks have been disengaged except the exits <laughs> right <laughs> and so then we are fish in a barrel they're running and there's the chaos and then uh, we see I graham graham gets a little cameo they're like yeah. we need to make it clear that graham is here i wrote flying kick a pal because buffy's just running around kicking stuff and, right uh, while everyone's just like behind her like, like ducking duck. away from yeah. things yes and then xander does tase some werewolf looking he thing. does the thing that they thought was the werewolf was oz yes uh, with the tusks and yeah so there's like there's a guy running through the thing with his arm on fire because even <laughs> though he's a scientist he forgot to stop drop and roll <laughs> and um then Graham aims a gun at a monster and Buffy's like, Willow down. And she, <laughs> she grabs Willow. They drop to the ground. He's shooting a gun. And then I guess Graham gets killed because like a no, vampire Graham doesn't get killed. Yeah, he does. Like a something grabs him. Does it? Yes. Graham doesn't get killed. Graham comes back. Oh, well, okay. Well, something grabbed him. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so much for our non-spoiler. Podcast. I mean, wh- something he doesn't grabs, die in this episode. Something grabs him and pulls him to the ground. And so well, you uh, could be reasonably assuming if that you he's thought Graham back. died, it wouldn't be stupid to say. Anyway, it looks like he get, poor Graham. Killed. He could have had such a bigger part in the so season. So they wanted anyway. They um they say oop or they say or something sh- or it should be over here. So they find this room and they like 
barricade they start barricading a door after Buffy goes in. Well, okay, so Buffy starts to like they find a hidden door in 314. And I was like, why does there need to be a hidden door because like Maggie Walsh and that other guy were like the only person who were ever in 314. Why did they did they hide a door in their own lab? But whatever. Well, because it needed to be revealed now. <laughs> yes. So, so, but she finds the door and she starts to go through it. And Xander's like, I don't, I still don't like you going in alone, Buffy. And Buffy says, I won't be alone. I also liked, uh, they're like, will this work? And they're like, should do as long as we don't get blowed up or nothing. Yes. <laughs> very funny. And Xander's like, what are the odds of that? And then and nobody kind of answers. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> and so uh, they barricade the door. It's she also leaves. It's really interesting to me that there's no kind of like, fail safe on this place uh-huh like that it would blow up if the uh things right got out or something you know seems like something you would want but yeah the initiative doesn't really think things through it seems like right and so even though they're like these are our nation's greatest scientists um, <laughs> i guess nobody they said are literally rocket scientists actually nobody said they were good scientists 100 tampons <laughs> and they said will that be <laughs> so uh Anyway, Buffy goes into the secret room that has this really elaborate giant round door. And uh-huh. um, she's like, she's Riley! And then conveniently on the way to Adam, she finds Riley. Well, I mean, she's going into the secret lab where it's Riley's true. being ca- held. And so... But, like, it's convenient that he's not, like, off on a side oh, room or right, something. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> and so... Like, it's a linear path through the lab, and she has to go through Riley's chamber. Yeah, you're really, really, <laughs> really stuck on that. You're so stuck on all it. All of the dumb things that they've done, and that's your thing. That's like, <laughs> oh, no, this is ridiculous. Yes. So anyway. Um, so, yeah, no, it is silly. She I sees agree. Walsh and other scientists whose name I refuse to remember. Dr. Engelman. Dr. Engelman. I don't, I'm don't. i surprised I remember that. Yeah, me too. Um, and so... She's like, why won't you talk to me? Yeah. And Forrest is like, he's not programmed. <laughs> and then uh, she's like... Adam comes. I thought Adam said that. Oh, it's probably Adam. Yeah, Adam said that. And she's like, sorry, I don't jump through hoops on command. I've never been one to toe the line. And he's like, and oh. <laughs> it's really, <laughs> I love it because like any any other one of the big bads so far would have like had another witty retort for her. Mm-hmm. But Adam's just like, I'm not, I, I don't have fucking time for this little girl. And he's like, kill her. And so, and then Forrest gives the, I thought you'd never ask. That's and gotta Walsh, be a TV trope, right? Yes, and Walsh Zombie grabs us uh, like a one of those saw. little yeah bone saw, and, and yeah. Riley or uh, Buffy starts to struggle against Forrest, and then uh, an Erlenmeyer flask <laughs> gets broken. <laughs> yes, next, right to, next Riley. to Riley, and he looks at it. Yeah, and then we get the spell, and I do want to read out the spell because I think it's interesting. Are you gonna read the whole thing or just the part from this scene? The I will read the whole thing, but I'll I'll split it up like it splits. I know this to me is my favorite piece of writing uh-huh. in this episode, and. Any okay, anything with magic, you've already like seventy five percent got me. <laughs> yes. Okay, but this particularly really cool and like the way I love the way Allison Hannigan like reads off spells and mm-hmm. does like magic shit. She does it so well. So uh, she says, "The power of the Slayer and all who wield it. Last to ancient, first we invoke thee. Grant us thy domain and primal strength." Accept us in the powers we possess. Make us mind and heart and spirit joined. May the hand encompass us. Do thy will. Ooh, chills. Chillsies. So good. So we cut to Buffy fighting Forrest. Uh, and uh, she, he's like, watch me kill your girlfriend, Finn. That's in order. 
So they keep fighting. Cheesy, Riley, but good. Yes, Riley grabs onto this piece of glass and starts to cut into his chest. So he can't. Ugh. He can't talk. Can barely move, but he can precision stab himself in the titty. I think this is supposed to be like he, his willpower is breaking through the chip. No, I no, I get what it is. Oh, I, okay, I just think it's ridiculous. Right, <laughs> <laughs> like way more than Buffy running into him in the secret lab. <laughs> I think exactly the well, fact like, that he's able to. cut. Yeah, to like cut he can't a nerve. He can't stand up by himself, but he can perform this open heart surgery or whatever it is he's doing. So crazy. Right. <laughs> so then we get more like of if this he has enough willpower to do this, why can't he just fight? Right. Uh, and and also just the concept of a little chip. Yeah, this that whole is thing somehow tied enough into his nervous system <laughs> that like it can control him remotely. And it would have been so easy to do this episode without this detail. There's really no reason for it's it. It's completely useless. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, I guess. Like, I think like they, setting, they I wanted. Think what they wanted is like the conceptual thing of like, oh, even though Riley's left, he's still being controlled by the initiative. And Maggie Walsh from her grave is still like trying to control exactly, Riley. Exactly. Like there's he's this breaking element. free of that. But yeah. also but do that in a way that makes sense. Make it make sense. Make it so, make sense. Yeah, no, there, I was going to say there is this there is this whole element of how, like, Riley can never really seem to fully shake off uh-huh. the initiative that may or may not continue to haunt him. But it's um, just, like, I it, it, it does, didn't have – I kind of love that it's so ridiculous because I love to be like, what the fuck is going on, It is guys? pretty it – is, it is an element of camp that we – that is part of it's one of those it's like unintentional camp it's so but that but that's the best camp yes <laughs> so like it's just it it's funny and ridiculous and i still like it i just i feel like a lot of times <laughs> i'm complaining about the show but i'm not really i'm just right <laughs> yeah exactly voicing they, the things they that get are it ridiculous. by now they get it by now yeah if they're if you're still around at this point you understand <laughs> so, so back so. to the spell willow says spiritus spirit animus heart sophus mind and manus the hand mm. We see Riley reach into his wound, and he starts to pull at something, and Buffy I r- continues I just to wrote fight. Titty cut, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so the fighting continues. We <laughs> enjoin that we may inhabit the vessel, the hand, daughter of Senea, first of the ones. Mm. So, mm. if you're not an a, a, a viewer who's not astute, might miss that Willow just named the first slayer right i mean well yeah if you're just not paying attention and like at all it's also slightly vague so she could well she could be talking yeah it's like there could be some sort of like deity but she's talking about the over slayers uh or something but she's talking about the slayers line of slayers last to ancient first when she says senea first of the ones yes exactly anyway um yeah so really cool wonder if we'll hear anything else about senea i bet is yeah, I don't think it'll happen it anytime soon. Problematic though. or racist either, but probably not. Um, I don't think anyone's going to make any comments about hair to a black person. So what? <laughs> what are you talking? <laughs> anyway, about? Anyway, that's <laughs> that's for later. So <laughs> then uh, I wrote fighty 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 because fighty fighty continues. The titty Frankenstein's have Buffy restrained on a table. Titty chipectomy is what uh, I called the titty chipectomy. Although yes. it's a chipperectomy if you talk chipperectomy. about chipperectomy. Talk uh-huh. to Spike. Riley, um, so he gets it out, and it looks like a shard of like glass or something. It looks well. Weird. It looks like a lo- actually to me, it, lo- <laughs> it kind of looks like a micro SD card. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I guess that or makes like sense. a uh, the adapter for one. 
it's a little bit too big to be micro. But and so um, Forrest is saying to Buffy, "Is that all you got?" And Riley says, "No, she's got me." And, and <laughs> Forrest says, "Look who came off the bench." So right. Buffy kicks him away. She's like, I have to get to Adam now. Are you able? And Riley says, go. And so Riley, having just cut a giant hole in his chest and pulled out a behavior modification chip from his thoracic nerve. I was going to say, severed his thoracic nerve, probably. He proceeds to fight a demon cyborg super soldier. Which I... He's like, I'll, I'll be fine to do this. I looked up what the thoracic nerve controls... And um, it seems like you could feasibly still move around at least uh-huh. after severing that, but it, <laughs> it does control leg motor function and your bowels. So oh no, he probably would have just himself. instantly shit himself <laughs> if, he, if he actually did that. So he's, if he hadn't already, he's fighting for us with poopy pants. <laughs> um, <laughs> poopy pants. <laughs> <laughs> So, so we see more anyway. chaos in the initiative. We mm. see the colonel fighting, and he's like, "Lock, fall back, lock down that pit." Right, and which then is just, I guess, necessary to just remind us that he's there. Yeah, Colonel McBoring, it's important. <laughs> yes. And, uh, then I didn't even write that in my notes. That's how little I cared about. <laughs> so Buffy comes into the room where Adam is. The final showdown. Baby. He's watching the chaos, and he says, "Fun, isn't it?" Oh, actually, she no. Says. Buffy says, "Fun, isn't it?" And he says, "I do appreciate violence." And then <laughs> I uh, love. And then so they start fighting, and she f- finally can do something to him. Yeah, she gets she knocked away at first, but then she like starts to land a bunch of hits. She when she breaks his his Polgara, Polgara pole. spike. Yeah, pole. She, <laughs> his Polgara pole. His she breaks his arm penis. She breaks his pole. Yes, the arm penis. And um, so yes, yeah, some uh, some feminism, uh, feminist uh, imagery here. <laughs> Eat your heart out, her. prophecy girls. You've got arm needle. We've got arm penis. Yeah, fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> Break the arm penis. And uh, so, so she says, "Broke your arm," and he says, "Got another." And, and this is my. This is this has to be intentional camp. Yes, because he's like, "Got another," and his arm turns into a machine a gun, a giant like Gatling gun type yeah. thing. It is so <laughs> ridiculous. Is, I love it. And he starts to shoot it, and it goes into slow-mo, and Buffy, like, leaps behind, like, this console thing. But, like, okay, six-year-old me, though, would have been, like, that's fucking badass. I, yeah, exactly. Like, and I I do like when things transform into other things, <laughs> but but it, it usually is cooler if it looks like it could actually happen. Right. <laughs> it, it, it's like magic. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's like... I mean, I could see it as like, oh, does he have the replicator from Star Trek in his arm or something? Like, I just, I just love the idea of them being in the writer's room and one of them being like, what if she broke the Polgara spike and his arm turns into a Gatling gun? And they're like, fuck yeah. yeah. And <laughs> in s- the, nobody in there is like, um, how's how? that going to happen? And they're like, <laughs> they're well, like, just green screen it or something. It's so cool. <laughs> I mean, it is cool. So we have more Not spell. Uh, Willow says, we implore thee, admit us, bring us into the, or excuse me, bring us to the vessel, take us now. And there's like this interesting, like shaky, like it's it's kind of like a, it, it's as though the camera is going from them and traveling yeah, to th- Buffy. That, that whole element, like the cor- or cinematography of this episode is really top-notch it's yeah it cool. looks and it looks like it looks really smooth and cool and i wonder like how they achieved that effect. yeah that like whip cra- yeah i wonder if they like slowly kind of like zoomed in or dollied in and then reversed it or something and buffy's head like looks up to the ceiling kind of the same way that willows did in becoming part two yes 
And her eyes are do not become black. They become like bright orange. Yeah, so we've kind of been like primed to see like this is what magic can look like uh-huh. from like what you just described with Willow and the 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 curse. And so yeah, then she kind of comes up and has these the contacts seem to change color. Like sometimes they're yellow. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes they're, they're really orange. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if they had different ones or if that's like color correction in the scene. Being or different. maybe it's just like a quality of those specific contacts. Like maybe that's maybe. what they were going for. Maybe That's what God was going for. <laughs> and so he says, you can't last much longer. And she says, we can. We are forever. And then they start speaking Sumerian, I guess. And he and shoots at her and she like does a magic force field to stop all right. the bullets. And he says... Very interesting. Well, he says, interesting. Oh, yes. Then he shoots her. Very, Very interesting. interesting. Yes. And so, fighty, fighty. A monster tries to break through the barricade in the spell room. Riley keeps fighting Forrest. He gets thrown around a bunch, and Forrest is like, what are you making me do this for? Not that I'm not enjoying myself. Oh, we forgot to mention Chekhov's electric cable. Oh yeah. Earlier, because when but when Forrest is holding Buffy up to <laughs> oh, do like the wrestling, she like slam. breaks a wire on the ceiling. Yeah, and so uh, then he what does he throws? He the throws tank like at some kind Forrest. of tank at Forrest, who like holds it up and is going to throw it back at him. But, but then, then the sparks explodes. hit it and it explodes. And you see Forrest's head oh! rolling <laughs> around through the air. I it did is not. Crazy. I wasn't paying it that much attention. That's it so is funny. wild. Uh, I was and like, Riley takes cover. Riley takes yeah. cover just as the explosion happens. And then, so, uh, we forgot to mention, or I think we may have forgotten to mention that, so, before Buffy stands up as combo Buffy. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> another feature of this j- insane Gatling gun is that it can also shoot missiles. Oh, yeah. Well, and so, he shoots a missile at the console and blows it up. Oh, I forgot that he did that before. And then she stands up. And though, and so then we cut back, and he is shooting yet another missile at her because it has unlimited ammo, probably. Uh-huh. And she turns it into she doves. doves. Yeah, and um, and she also turns his arm back into yeah, an she, arm. She like dis- deactivates the gun arm, and he's like, "How could you?" And then she he's she says, "You can, you can never, never hope, hope to, to grasp, grasp the, the source, source of our power." power. And I, we have to say, Combo Buffy is speaking with, with all four voices. of their voices, uh-huh. which is so cool. It's super cool. Such a badass effect. And you can really hear, like, the way they lined it up or whatever. Like, you can hear the individual voices. Yes. Which is really cool. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't just sound like... Really good sound engineering. A background. Yeah. And so, <laughs> IMDb felt the need to point out, like, fun fact, this is the combination of all... The effect was achieved by <laughs> lining up all four of their voices. Like, oh, no shit. I accidentally wrote, you can never hope to grapes the source of our power. <laughs> you cannot grapes our power. <laughs> and so now so the eyes are red. She throws him... She, like, throws him to the side and yeah. she jumps up and she, like, floats in the air as she kicks him a million times. Yeah, and then... then the So the, the, the kicker, the button to that line is, but yours is right here. And she just reaches into his chest. Yes, and grabs the uranium core, and pulls it, it out, and he falls to the floor. And it's covered with what kind of looks like Nickelodeon slime. Yes, it, with like weird, I don't know, I don't squiggly meat bits. It's very strange but looking. It's, but it's like bright yellowy green yeah i guess maybe it's a demon demon parts i guess i guess so so riley shows up and he's like buffy and she speaks some sumerian the core gets conveniently magic away it it floats into the air and then yeah just kind of there's like a singularity that like Mm -hmm. 
absorbs it or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, good. Now we don't have to worry about the disposal of this radioactive thing that Buffy no. just held in her hand. This is to me too, like one of at like when I watched this the first time, I was like, this is the fucking coolest thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Ever. It's I was like, magic shit, you got me. And but it and it, it's like magic combined with like the matrix combined with I don't know it's really cool right so Riley touches her chin and the spell ends and she falls down yes the others wake up as well as well and Willow's like wow that was she doesn't get to finish but clearly it was like a very powerful experience for them because that I think it's the tusk monster again busts in on them. Yes. And when she's starting her And sentence, Spike kills it immediately. He jumps in and breaks its neck. And he's like, nasty sort of fellow. Lucky for you, Blighters, I was here. And they're like, oh, so you just did this so we wouldn't fucking kill you for <laughs> trying to get us killed? Charles <laughs> is like, although your heroism is slightly muted by the fact that you were helping Adam start a war that would kill us all. Yeah, <laughs> right. And uh, you, you probably say it's just so we wouldn't stake you right here. And he's like, well, yeah, did it work? And they, they don't say anything, but they just kind of like look at each other and they're like, I guess. And he's like, so everything's all right. And we're good with not being staked through the heart. <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll, and all get to not be staked through the heart, like as though they would be too. <laughs> right. And then. <laughs> good and work, team. And he's like, they're like, those people are still there. And he's like, let's go save them by gum. <laughs> yes. So very funny. funny. Very reminiscent of his uh, little speech at the end of uh, of uh, what was the one where he realized he could hit demons? Uh, that was doomed. Doomed. Right. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so when Buffy when Buffy gets into she and Willow have a moment where she's like, you're amazing. And Buffy mm-hmm. says, we were amazing. Right. And then they go in to finish the fight. And then we cut to the epilogue with the Pentagon people. Who are sitting in some kind of spaceship? Yeah, it looks say, like. Okay, so what before this, there's before like this little panels or something around them. Right. Before this, I just want to say, like, so we didn't really mention explicitly that in the spell, Giles was the mind, Willow was the soul, Buffy was the hand, and Xander was the heart. Which what? No, Buffy is the hand. I said Buffy is the hand. Oh, did you? I thought it I did. Sounded like you said Buffy was the heart. No, Just Xander's the heart. Maybe maybe I said something wrong, but so Xander is the heart. Willow is the spirit. Oh, spirit, not soul, excuse yeah. me. And uh, Giles is the mind. Right. But I was I was like I sort I don't know if I get Xander being the heart, but literally they just needed something for him. <laughs> right, exactly. Like I mean, I get he's maybe s- comic relief. I don't like. Is that the same as being the heart, though? I feel like they're all equally the heart. Well, and, he and is Xander is a big part of the heart, but isn't he also the is heart? He's also the Joss Whedon insert, self insert. So. That's true, but <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, yeah, like well, they couldn't exactly say the funny one or the <laughs> one who says things conveniently. Sometimes he just like doesn't really. Well, it's <laughs> you can't even make the argument that he's like the glue that holds them together because he's constantly being a shit. To yeah, everybody. he's constant. Yeah, exactly. Like anyway. <laughs> Don't think about that part too much. Yeah, I just want to. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure we addressed that. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it was necessary. Uh-huh. So, um, these me- these men are talking, so- some talking about how it was an experiment in what looks like some kind of spaceship. Yes, and it's very dark, and uh, it, it represented the government's interest not only in controlling the otherworldly menace, but harnessing its power for our own military purposes. Always trying to find new ways to kill shit. Mm. Um, the consensus of this council is that the experiment has failed, and there's this montage, and he says how of uh, them like fighting back through the initiative. 
He says how the soldiers, soldiers suffered a 40% casualty rate, in fact, only through the actions of a deserter and civilian insurrectionists that our losses were not total. And so I feel like that whole thing of this scene is that, like, even though the initiative has been massive shits to them and they've completely underestimated Buffy at every term and, like, broken into, like, her whole shit and made everything worse, Buffy and her friends are still saving these bitches. Well, and it is nice to hear... At least somebody acknowledge it. <laughs> right, exactly. And that it, it's like, okay, so yeah, we fucked up, and then the only reason that we didn't get killed is and it's very totally like uh, is because of these people. What I was thinking when I watched it is like, you know, the initiative is supposed to be the masculine, and the Scoobies are supposed to be the feminine, and it's like, you in know, the, in the even though you keep constantly fucking us over, like we'll pull you out of these shitty pits that you get us right. into, which is a false dichotomy. Right. Yes. Yeah, again. Um, exactly but yeah um but i mean if you just change it to saying like traditional masculinity and uh non in everything opposed to that right yeah that's the better metaphor but yeah no for sure that's what's going on but yeah the dichotomy we are being presented is a little bit like whatever (laughs) so um the 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 un the the prevailing thought about gender at the time yes yes exactly but uh so um, he says, I trust the irony of that, uh, that the civilian insurrectionists save them is not lost on any of us. You really like this guy's speech, huh? Sorry, I just wanted to like... This <laughs> no, it's is fine, variant. it's fine. If you like it, go off, sis. It's like this whole, like, finally we're tying a bow on the yes. end of the initiative. and <laughs> Probably. Is probably. On the end of the initiative being... As a sto- major ...particularly story important. <laughs> so, yeah, it, even though it really wasn't that important... To in the first place. Yeah, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, Demons so cannot be harnessed or controlled. It is our recommendation that the project uh-huh. be terminated. Yeah, terminate it. Terminate that bitch. And they're like... <laughs> and they're going to fill the initiative with concrete? That's going to cost a billion dollars. I know, the initiative is enormous. <laughs> like, just to get enough concrete to, like, soundproof well, a room is super expensive. Do you think they really will, though? Uh, we'll see about that. Hmm, who knows? So... <laughs> Yeah, I think somebody in a budgetary meeting later was like, okay, even for the military, this is too much. Did anyone tell them about the secret meeting? So, anyway. (laughs) um, Oh, sorry. Did anyone tell them about the secret room is what I meant to say. Like, are they going to fill that up with concrete? Do they know it's uh, even there? Okay, good. I I didn't understand what you were saying. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That's because I said it wrong. Um He's like, burn it down, gentlemen. Burn it down and salt the earth. Which uh, And that's when we cut to black. Fun little, little reference to Caesar there. Yeah. And that... Is primeval. So yeah, that's it. Uh, I, let's all breathe a sigh of relief that the <sighs> initiative is no longer going to be a necessary part of the plot. We just did the Baldur's Gate. We just did a long. <sighs> you didn't. <sighs> you didn't sound. It didn't sound sexual enough <laughs> when you wake up from a long rest. <sighs> also, um, if you uh, are not into Baldur's Gate 3 references, uh, the next few episodes are going to be rough for you. Sorry. I feel like everyone who likes Buffy the Vampire Slayer <laughs> should be into Baldur's Gate 3 stuff, or particularly <laughs> due to Astarian. Or at least because be he able basically to is it. Spike. What? Or at least be able to appreciate it remotely. Right, exactly. And well, there are so many people on the internet simping for Astarian right now. It is truly like we are back in 2000 and the Spike fanboys yeah. are in Astarian full force. Astarian is like a comment. Like like a combination of Spike, Giles, and Ethan Rain. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right. Really just Spike and Ethan Rain, actually. So as we go through the series, we're going to give each episode a score from 1 
to ten. Steaks, with ten being the best. Zach, how many steaks are you going to give this episode? I give it nine. I think it's really Oh, exactly the same as the Yoko Factor. I do prefer the Yoko Factor a little bit to this one. Mm. I do think Combo Buffy sequence is really super cool. Like... I know I really I think people probably have complaints about it being like kind of Deus ex machina y and like being a little bit like we just kind of pull this out of our ass at the well, end. But they also kinda do that every season at the end of this one. So I'm like, sorry, audience. <laughs> That's just kinda what they do. Well <laughs> Yeah, I mean what, like, isn't the end of season one is Angel has a book that has everything they need? Uh, well, the prophecy they have the prophecy, yeah. Angel has it, but they did, but set they that and up they do that bit. like six times, like Angel just having the thing right. they need, and then in the end but of season two, Whistler just shows up out of nowhere. But end of season three, like they're like, I guess we'll blow up the school, whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I mean, I don't think that's very Deus Ex yeah, Machina, I, but like anyway, the I, I'm just giving evidence to say that like this is not. I think if people were to complain about the combo Buffy thing, that they would also have to complain about the previous stuff. But anyway, I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> Some, someday I'll get to talk. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, wait. No, go ahead. I wasn't done with my stuff when you started talking. So take that, Zachary. So anyway. So anyway. The <laughs> from a storytelling point of view, like the idea of they've been growing so far apart this whole time. And, and then the thing that mm-hmm. saves them in the end is them realizing it and like, oh, wait, we actually need each other and coming We're together stronger together is really cool. And also, I mean, to me, Combo Buffy seems like a duh thing, like like something that it's like, why wouldn't you just do this all the time? And which we are, is I think answered, we're going to find out. Yeah. Which <laughs> does get answered. But like it's to me like it. It just makes sense. Like, and uh, the combo Buffy has a lot of implica- implications for Slayer lore going forward. Yeah. I mean, like, it's a very kind of pivotal thing in the series. And I don't think, to me... It doesn't get enough credit. Yeah. And and I think... Uh, are there elements visually that are a little bit cheesy? Sort of. But Do I, th- I still, I still think, think they're, they're awesome? Really, yeah, exactly. Fuck yes. And so, it's like, pretty cool. Yeah. Just, I think... It's amazing. And in fact, segueing into episode MVP. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, I haven't given my rating yet. yet. Sorry. I'm going to give it an (laughs) 8.5. Back to the point fives. The point five is for the doves because I think they were pretty. (laughs) (laughs) It's so. um, uh, Let's move on to MVP now. Oh, this is also the first climactic episode that is not written by Joss Whedon. Mm hmm. Battlestar, Battlestar Climactica. <laughs> yes. And um, Princess Climaxica. So, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so lots of interesting things from this episode. The so now segue into episode MVP. MVP. <laughs> uh, I said Combo Buffy, of course. Combo Buffy. You know, I think f- thematically that is perfect. Who did you say? Uh, I, di- I didn't have anyone figured out. Oh, okay. Uh, should I just say Combo Buffy along with you? If you want. Uh, Do what your heart I'm says. I'm going to say Buffy Buffy just because she was the one who realized she the very obvious thing that Spike was turning them against each she other. She did figure the whole but thing But I think combo, combo Buffy is a great choice and perfect uh, perfect thematically. Yes. Combo Buffy. It's basically like saying all the Scoobies, but like in a less cop-out-y way. Well, specifically Combo Buffy. Specifically, combo she is the one who actually kicked Adam's ass. She's a fucking badass. Now it's time for a brief queer analysis. She they. 
She, they, she, mm-hmm. or is it just she, he? None of them are non-binary. <laughs> so she, she's both male and female. She, they, because she's also plural. Oh, she, but he, they. She, he, he they. she, they. Any <laughs> pronouns. <laughs> so anyway. Um, it's time for a brief queer analysis of this episode. Speaking of pronouns. Right. Uh, Zachary, what you got for us? So, I mean, t- to me, I think the... So I, maybe it's just sort of obvious, but like the the best queer theme in the episode is like the whole concept of power through community. Yes, and how individually, you know, we can, you know, it, it, of course, it's like said so many cheesy ways, but like the whole like united we stand, divided we fall thing. Like, if we're going to retreat to our separate corners and be like, well, gay is cool, but not these transes. Then, mm-hmm. which a lot of people are doing, a lot of stupid people. <laughs> um, if you, you know, if we are going to do that, then that is just going to make it so much easier for conservatives and people who think we shouldn't exist to tear us all apart and just fuck us all over. So, yep. like, you know, the obvious thing we need to do and what we have done as a community overall, I think, not perfectly, but. We have come together and helped each other overcome these things, you know, through like the protests and like the gay rights movement back in like the all the way going back to like the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, those things. Like what achieved change was not us being like, look, we're okay, but not those other weirdos. It was us actually like joining together. Yes. Uh, Because in and even though in a way they were sort of forgotten, like trans people have been a huge part of that and non-binary people all these other people like you know it's called the gay rights movement by a lot of people but you know obviously it was this whole mixture of people yes so that's i think the most obvious and (laughs) i went through low-hanging fruit again but like that's the biggest theme in this episode it's there and it is yeah and uh just like in line with that, I just was listening to. There's this podcast called American Hyster- American American Hysteria that's like about moral panics mm-hmm. and whatnot. And uh, they recently just did an episode on drag queens and the history of drag drag in general. Mm-hmm. A two part episode, very good, and it talked about how uh, like uh, there were like really prominent feminists and lesbian feminists who were like, we don't want to fight for drag queens and trans people's rights because they're mocking women and right. stuff like that. Yeah, which I'd is happening again. Yeah, and it's annoying. I mean, well, and it's so funny too because it seems to me, and I, I mean, I know drag queens, just like every other group, are not a monolith. <laughs> yes. But like, it does seem like there's a majority in that group that are act like there's this very strong core of like activism, and like, of course, some of them are just like, I just want to like put on makeup and wear high heels and dance. Like, I don't want to have to be an activist, but like there is this strong thing of like, fuck you like a right. drag. That's like, I am not going to be what you tell me I have to be. I'm going to be myself. Yes. And that's really powerful. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just needs to be embraced by uh, everybody. <laughs> yes. But, exactly. But like, especially by people in our community, because you know, we can't like just let conservative people get away with banning all this shit because like, guess what? Banning drag is also about banning trans people. I mean, this isn't a surprise to anybody probably <laughs> who listens to this podcast, but <laughs> I mean, obviously like these kinds of things have 
even more nefarious things underneath than what they actually present. These laws and things that people are passing to be complete shitheads and also distract people from the mm-hmm. fact that Republicans have no real agenda. Right. Exactly. So, um, and there's yeah. also there's also the whole thing that I mentioned like at the end of the episode where it's like, you know, you're a fucking toxic masculine piece of shit, but like I want. Like, I don't want people to fucking get killed and, like, their lives to be horrible and shit. So I guess we'll keep, like, pulling you up out of your shit pits until you help us. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just, I don't know, it's super important for uh, uh, us to, you know, at, I'm just going to be cheesy for a second, but, like, for us to lean into the things that unite us and, you know, bond us together rather than the things that. So we, beca- we can become a combo, Legibitacuia plus. Yeah, it's time for us to be a a combo, Legibitacuia plus. Um, what was <laughs> there was? <laughs> damn it! What was that thing? I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, "Why are we not being?" Oh, fuck! <laughs> it was like dick bag or something or tit bag or something <laughs> and it was like a, you rearranged the letters oh okay gotcha 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 That's and funny. uh was it clip bag i have no idea i think it was clip bag clip bag because it right. was like q l i t b a g oh clip-bag. that is very funny They're like why are we not why are we not doing this clip instead of plus. lgb2iqi clip bag <laughs> anyway are um, you ready for an angel report <laughs> angel report zachary uh, no no. Because we haven't yet done the gayest Oh, we haven't moment, done the gayest sir. moment. What the fuck is wrong with me? We just be trying to skip over all the segments. We're like, segments be damned. Well, I wrote down my gayest moment, and I guess I was like, that was the segment. What is that? <laughs> uh, broke your arm. Have another. Proceeds <laughs> to generate machine gun. It's just so campy. I love it. <laughs> Mine is um, still the thing with Spike. What um, What was it he said? The, uh, what did I, shit, I already forgot it. Our Nars. It was Spike and Adam. It's a bit toward that the happened so many times. <laughs> I'm just going to put spatum. Oh, no, it was uh, Spike poking Riley and being like, oh, he's kind of stiff. I like it this way. Oh, <laughs> he's stiff. Spike enjoying Riley's stiffness. <laughs> All right, now are you ready for an angel report? Please report the angel to me. Season one, episode 20 of Angel is Warzone, and mm. a very important character is introduced <gasps> in this episode. Uh, Gun. Gun <gasps> will become a regular through the end of Angel, I believe. Mm. And also, uh, yeah, so it's just basically like he finds these people who are like fighting demons and vampires and shit, and he like saves saves like some woman who's with them and like they want to kill angel but they don't and because he's like, part they're like a vampire hunter yeah posse or whatever and uh, he's like you're gonna need my help someday and then the next episode uh angel teams up with Lindsay from wolfram and hart mm. for a little bit of uh saving the dayness but Lindsay gets offered a promotion toward the end of the episode, and uh, you're like, "What's going to happen? Ooh. What's going? W- this w- look at the tension rising before the finale. Ooh. This is very. Uh, these two episodes are very like. Okay, so now we've done our season one bullshit, and now we're gonna set up stuff for like the w- the actual story w- we want to tell. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, also, if you were if you're into like hot dudes. You got no shortage of them on Angel. Oh, yeah. That's you right. You know, Dave going on as himself. I mean, or if you're into hot women. You've got, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's just any TV show. Hot and men and women. 
<laughs> from but what yeah. I from what I have gleaned, Joss Whedon just continues to add waifish women to the cast. True. <laughs> and uh yeah, you got Cordelia who are you know Spordelia. Charisma Carpenter who is just objectively beautiful. I mean gorgeous, has an age today. It. Yeah, still looks amazing. And uh, you know, you got Gunn, very, very, very hot Quiet. guy. Yes. You got Wesley, not gay. Bad. Gay actor. He's gay. He's gay. Oh, he I came out as gay in sometime in the past few years. Work gun. And then <laughs> <laughs> work gun. And uh you know He Lin- got married. He got Ooh. married recently. Nice. Lindsay also not a bad looking fella. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Zach, do you want to tell people where they can find us? Zach's quote, not a bad looking fella. <laughs> not a fad looking beller. What? Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. So <laughs> uh, that is it for Primeval. Oh, it's not helpless. Gaston, not helpless you are anymore. positively primeval. Oh my god! Oh, I can't. Okay. Sorry, I don't. I did. I was just so. I was like, oh my god! The title that I have in this end part of our outline is still season three, episode twelve. No, season three, episode. Yeah, season three, episode twelve. Yeah. <laughs> Who needs to update our things? Who does? So anyway, I just realized, I've been thinking that quote in my head this whole time, and I finally just realized what it was from. What was it? Uh, Gaston, you are positively primeval. Oh. I couldn't remember. I was like, name, you are positively primeval. <laughs> and then I finally remembered it was Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. So anyway, uh, that is it for Primeval. Thank <laughs> you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. Support us by leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Spod. Yes, you can also reach out to us through our, our email at buffygays at gmail.com. Leave us a voice or text message or anything, anywhere. Share with your friends, pretty please. Uh, I'm going to see about maybe putting... I know I've said this before about putting the Spotify polls. Just just check just check the episode to see if there's a poll, if you feel like. I may or may not put one. Just, just do a little extra click if you want to participate in our poll. That may or may not be there. Yes. <laughs> which hopefully, hopefully we'll be there. This has been Season 4, Episode 21 of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Join us next week for us reading the script of Season 4, Episode 22, because (laughs) it is so dense. Verbatim. That's all we'll do. Restless. Yep, that's all we'll do. (laughs) No, we'll we'll try to rein ourselves in. Well, I mean, there'll probably, it'll probably be like, we read something and then we talk for 20 minutes about it because it is so... It is very dense. Incredibly. And uh, in a good way, though. Yes. So, till next time, I'm Kyle. And I'm Zach. And we are your Buffy Gays. Very interesting. (laughs) Happy slaying. I've got another one. Goodbye. Got another one. Damn it.